Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. It's nice and dark out. Oh, and it looks like the, the traffic is clearing up, John. And how far up the East Coast and where can we hit that people can oh, hear right us? Right now, our signal goes from uh, uh, the Bahamas. Davy Jones' locker is uh, <laughs> Curtis Lee, I would say, mm-hmm. all the way up to Canada and Northern Europe. Wow. Wow. Okay. And uh, we have Steve Cates with us. That's and I why understand I want... mm-hmm. there was a problem, Steve. Uh, with, uh, was there a problem with the uh, the rocket at the Artemis? Yes. Good evening, John, and happy Thanksgiving to you and the listeners out there. You're absolutely right. Early this morning, Friday, NASA temporarily lost track with the Artemis Orion moon mission. But things are looking good now. We don't know exactly what might have happened But remember, folks, John and everybody, that this particular spacecraft is loaded with a lot of high technology. It's not your old 1970s Apollo-type spacecraft. But things look good, John, and everybody listening. What's going to happen is the particular Orion spacecraft is now going to take a high arc above the moon, some 40,000 miles away from the lunar surface, out and beyond into the universe. This is something that's never been done before. The Apollo 13 astronauts, when they made their salvage return thank god they made it they were considered to be the farthest humans from the earth because of the high arc orbit but what's amazing is this particular videos that we've been seeing weren't they amazing the particular orion got within 80 miles of the lunar surface it's doing all this john it's trying to do something interesting it's trying to create a new orbit so someday when we build a gateway space station around the moon this is a necessary orbit so things look good for Orion right now, and it's really an impressive mission, though a long-awaited one, don't you think? Any any of the surprises? Uh, I heard you talking to Frank Morano at at one o'clock in the morning, and and you yes. said that the moon surface uh, sur- uh, surface on on uh, the, the the side that we usually see versus the side that we don't see. What did you say about that? Well, what I was saying is somebody called in and was wondering about the other side of the moon called the far side, and I was simply saying that. All the excitement, if you're going to look at the lunar surface with the various areas that have those so-called seas, the mare, the far side is really just without, it's mostly cratered. So what I was trying to say is, and concluding on, that there's going to be a whole new moon economy here. And what we're talking about is the ability to harvest lunar material, something called the hydrogen-3 isotope. And if we could harvest this material in the future, it might be a gateway for us to have to not depend on so many fossil fuels, but this is probably in the distant future. But it looks good, John, for the economic side as we can get to the surface of the moon. So many countries around the world, the privatized side and NASA, there'll be a whole big industry, bigger than we can imagine now, even bigger than what Elon has and what Jeff Bezos is going you know, to do and trying to get up into space. So the future looks good, at least for an economic uh, upturn and uptick in the future for a moon economy and a space economy. So, Dr. Sky, I'm going to go far out there. Yes. Okay, what what do the aliens look like? You know, I wish I knew, Lydia, but <laughs> i got to tell you something. Every week on this show, we talk about something called the mystery of the week, and it's so apropos that you bring this up. The question would be, what do aliens look like? Gee, I don't know, but <clears throat> many sci-fi movies sure indicate what they do. But how about this? Have we ever received a signal from space that we can't figure out? And yes, we have. It was called the WOW signal. An astronomer named Jerry Eamon, an astronomer with Ohio State's Big Ear Telescope back on August 15, 1977, he actually captured a signal that to this day we cannot interpret and understand. It lasted 
for 72 seconds, and astronomers have scratched their heads, Lydia, to try to figure out what that was. It was the most prolific example, if there is any intelligent life out there. I can just tell you what the signal sounded like, you know, a lot of different beeps and sounds, like a real radio transmission, but I sure can't tell you what they look like at this point. I don't even know if aliens exist, but John Katzmatidis, you have a strong feeling about aliens, right? You say they they totally exist? Well, I, I didn't say they totally exist, but uh, don't forget what uh, uh, what we were told, that uh, uh, we were made in uh, God's image. Right. Mm-hmm. So whoever, yes. whoever our creator was, and I, I think we're much too complex not to have a creator— Absolutely. Um, then, uh, then 100%. I asked one uh, archbishop at one point, uh, many many years ago. I said, uh, uh, "What do you think, uh, your Eminence?" And you know what his answer was? Mm. What makes you think that God only left his seeds on this planet? Mm. Wow, very interesting. And that's true because imagine this: of all the stars that we know of, obviously our sun, the life giver for everything. Who are we to say that we're the only life form when you have billions and trillions of stars? And evidence shows that we now have exoplanets out there around other star systems that actually may mimic life or mimic the size or the shape of the Earth and maybe have the organic molecules that create life to sustain it. And one of the last theories is something called panspermia is that comets, they have seeded the organic material in the course of history over billions of years so that these comets, if they do strike the Earth, they do cause damage. But they may also be the regeneration of life in that most simplistic form. But, Lydia, I still don't know what the heck the aliens look like. <laughs> well, you never know. It could well, be like the twilight zone. Dr. Sky, thank you so much. And uh, Steve, otherwise known as Steve Cates, have a great Thanksgiving. And, and now he's a correspondent with us. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you can find Dr. Sky's uh, on our WABC radio website. And uh, Tell us about your podcast real quick. Well, I'm so proud to be part of this. And again, thank you, John, and thank you for everything that you've been doing. It's simply called the Dr. Sky Experience. Many interviews with those in the worlds of astronomy, space, aviation, and weather. But, John, over the years, I've always done another show called A Call to Rights. In those interviews that we also interlace there, there's interviews about American exceptionalism, about people who made great sacrifices to keep our country free. And as you folks say so well, as we continue to talk about this, it's always about truth, justice, and the American way. And that's what the Dr. Sky experience compromises, both science and American exceptionalism. And thank you so much for everyone and thank everyone you. out there. Thank you so much. And, and happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thank you, sir. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.